It's my absolute honor and pleasure to sit down with the CEO and founder of Vegamore, Dan Hodgson. A hair wellness innovator, Dan places great importance on a holistic approach to beauty with Vegamore, something I believe we have in common. So stay tuned for more. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Maine, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Maine has been an incredible journey so far, and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other, what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's like to welcome our guest for today, Dan Hodgson. He is the co-founder and CEO of Vegamore, a vegan hair care brand innovating at the beauty junction between science and technology. Dan founded Vegamore in 2016, focusing on wild harvested organic plant actives that not only outperform chemicals, but also provide agricultural workers with fair trade opportunities. His innate passion for biodiversity and botany is clear in every aspect of the brand. But what I especially love is Vegamore's commitment to giving back, from eliminating the carbon footprint while sourcing raw materials to donating proceeds towards literacy programs and tree planting initiatives. I truly believe a huge part of our responsibility as beauty founders is understanding that sustainability goes far beyond a clean beauty label. So I cannot wait to sit down with Dan today and discuss all about this. So Dan... Thank you for being with us in thank person today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So first things first, I ask all my guests the same question. I'm going to ask you, who in a nutshell is Dan? Oh, Dan is a very like, confused and, and uh, uh, chaotic individual. Ask anyone that works with me. It's, it's kind of hard to like nail me down any given day. It could be a different Dan, but I mean, it sounds like I'm a psycho. No, but, uh, <laughs> no I, I'm, you know, I think I'm someone that has a lot of like interest in mm. like you, you know, and, yeah. and, and do a lot of things. I think, you know, I have also have ADHD, so it's, you know, I need a lot of things to keep the mind occupied, you know, yeah. and, and for me, um, you know, problem solving is probably, I guess would be, if I had a superpower, that Great would be problems. it. I and, know. um, and so like in a crisis, I'm the person you want on your team. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's a challenge or something says, someone says it can't be done, like that's my, that's my happy place. Yeah. Um, when everything is going really well and humming along smoothly and nicely, that's like not a good place for me to be because I will probably go and try to poke the, you know, poke the wheel and, 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 and take it off the tracks. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, one thing I want to ask is, are you good at escape rooms? <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I I am good at cheating at escape rooms. Hey, that's good. Go that's still good at escape rooms. <laughs> as long as you escape, it doesn't matter how you do it. It doesn't matter how you do it. There's a there's an episode of Star Trek where like yeah. the, the the Captain Kirk he goes to the space academy and like he's the only one to ever beat the Kobayashi Maru test, which is a test that you're set up to fail and it's like engineered that way to see how you deal yeah. with failure. And so he failed three times and he went back. And, and reprogram the software so he could win. So, so I thought, like, that's... That's a smart way to do it. Approach I kind of like I love that. that. I mean, I'm a huge escape from fanatic. Uh, I mean, obviously, from my engineering background, I love problem solving. And I think I've done over 100 escape rooms. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Like, in the, literally, I mean, I don't want to say, but I think, like, nearly tw over 20 countries I've done them in. Like, everywhere I go, I try to find an escape room. Oh, yeah. right. It's a good challenge. The hard part is, is finding people that want to come with you. To I'll go as long room. as I can go in advance and, and get all this, this clues and secrets before done okay uh, 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 we'll, <laughs> you'll still beat me as long, no, no no but we'll do it together that's okay. the point yeah well but yeah so i love i love hearing that so i want to kind of go now back to sort of the beginning and so where did you grow up um was it in the u.s or i grew up oh, partially in the u.s but my father i come from my dad comes from a long line of dairy farmers and so <clears throat> and out of new england and he mm. was like the first of his family he says to escape from the farm he mm. escaped by joining a navy when he was 17 um he went on to like um you know learn engineering pipeline engineering and so as a kid we grew up all over the world wherever there was you know a, a pipeline to be built around the natural gas industry so we lived everywhere from the middle east to um to australia to southeast asia um i think by the time 
I like this. If, from, if memory serves, which it doesn't serve as well as it used to, I lived in, I think I'd counted, I lived in 23 different places by the time I was 17. So, like, yeah, a lot of, seeing a lot of different places and, and, and having a lot of opportunities to, like, reinvent yourself when you go to a new school, kind of like, oh, like, you, know, you can become, kind of lose your identity that way. Absolutely. But, like, um, it was a, it was a, I think it was a really incredible experience. It gave me, I think, very early on an international outlook, which I've off, you know, applied to every business I've ever been in. Yeah, that's very, very important. And do you have any, I guess, initial experiences with beauty that you can remember? I mean, maybe on the farm or like any kind of experiences there? Not so much on the on the farm. <clears throat> farm, I learned about like, you know, sustainable and yep. regenerative agriculture, which very I became important. very passionate about. You know, that was something that uh, growing up abroad, uh, my dad and my mom, my mom's family's from West Virginia and they're, you know, she's a, a, literally a coal miner's daughter. And my father, you know, grew up in, you know, long line of uh, New England dairy farmers. And so, you know, um, my both wanted me to like not grow up in a, in a place where, you know, we had housekeepers and stuff like that and, and, and drivers and guard. I couldn't even like cut my own grass, like, you know, growing up. Like, so like the, my dad from, I think the time we were children, like would send us to the farm 10 years old to, to go and like learn for the summer. That was our summer camp um, to, to help out, you know, cause you know, we're helping my cousins, my, my uncles, my uh, grandparents. And, and that was sort of like our summer thing for like 10 years, basically. That's so, but, but from a beauty standpoint, like using that, um, experience of, of um, I, I later on, you know, I went to school and I, you know, I studied, you know, biology and chemistry and, and software engineering yeah. and um, ended up setting up a, a, an IT company that was based in, in Chennai in India. Yeah. And, um, but during that time, like I, friends of mine had asked me if I could help them like pinpoint like issues they were having with their formulations. They set up this clean, um, clean spa company, but it was mm. body care, but for the spa space. And, um, and, and they were having issues with getting like consistency in their ingredients in their suppliers and I was like well what strains they had no idea yeah. and I was like well every time you know every every strain has a different like you know molecular chemical makeup and so how do we if you want consistency then we have to get from the, to the same source everything even if it's the same strain it could be the soil content it could be the climate and so these are all the things that impact so like I would go out like what do you want oh we want like lemongrass oh we want like you know galancol okay well let's go and find like you know the the, the communities that this is indigenous to for because you don't Want to start something new, yeah. and then find out like you know, make sure that we have full transparency. Are they using fertilizers? Are they using DDT? Are they using kind of like chemicals? Um, get it as close to organic as you possibly can, um, and then and then like set up a supply agreements with these people, paying you know above. My my, my wife's family is all like USAID, mm. Agency for International Development, um, you know World Wildlife Fund. Um, so with a lot of like NGO, like, you know, and, um, and expertise to kind of like, you know, or, or role models to look at, see how yeah. they did developing, you know, like agriculture developing countries. And I, I leaned in a lot and asked them for their advice. And, and, um, and so like I set up like this sustainable supply chain in Southeast Asia for like for this spa company, which eventually <clears throat> my wife and her sister, it was called Akasa. Not and that. so, yes, <laughs> exactly. Like and, um, and that was my first kind of like entry into it, but from more so from a, I mean, I didn't get into, involved in the formulations of the products, but it was more like creating up setting up the, the supply chains for the consistency in the ingredients, because this is back in 2005, 2006 and mm -hmm. clean beauty wasn't really even a thing yet. And, but we were formulating without parabens or preservatives and we were, you know, using real EOs and things like that. And so these, at that time, these formulas were very delicate and you just have the wrong, like, you know, pH balance and the thing would all fall apart. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, I know you, with also all the different experiences that you, you, you got to get under your belt over the years, you also got to live in a lot of different countries. What was that like to just experience the, the rich cultures? And um, yeah, because I, I know you went to like, was it Saudi? Mm -hmm. What other names from other ones that you went to? Um, Thailand, uh, Indonesia, Australia. Yeah. Actually, in terms of culture shock, Australia was like probably the the most culture shock for me. Yeah. Um, it, no, because it was funny because like I, I I've been living abroad in all these like really urban places mm -hmm. like Bangkok or you know Jakarta, and then and then and we were 
we could do whatever we wanted. We were, you know, we go to clubs, bars, we're like Same 14, guys. doesn't yeah, matter, yeah. you know? And um, although I wouldn't advocate for that now, but uh, you had a lot of freedoms there. And, 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 um, and then going to Australia where we were in Perth, which is like, oh, so like <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, this is like is 40 years ago. Okay. Is, this is a very long okay. time. It was a very, very sleepy, like they equivocated yeah. to like Southern California in the fifties. Right. And so like yeah. going from, Bangkok or Perth like Jakarta to Perth 40 years ago, yeah. it was, it was sleepy. And so like, it was, I was like, oh my God, there's that, everything was closed at six o'clock, all the shops, mm -hmm. except for Thursday night, there was late night shopping yeah. and it was, the stores were open till nine o'clock and that was basically all there was to do. So, um, for, for a teenager. And so yeah, yeah, for yeah. me, that was like, but no, I mean, I think really, I remember being in Saudi Arabia and, and you know, we used to have to take, um, we were out in the middle of these, these camps out in the middle of the desert and having to, you know, catch little like flights to go into town, the nearest town to like do shopping and stuff like that. If things weren't available in the commissary mm. and, um, and like, you know, going out there and, and, and waiting in the, in the landing strip and, and, and just kind of, which there was just like, it's just a, you know, tarmac in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then these like Bedouins in the desert and like, mm. you know, getting to meet these people and, and, you know, speaking a little bit of Arabic, not great, but like, you know, being able to like pantomime, I, I get really good at like my, Right, and and that's, and, the, um, that's the easiest way to connect with everyone because yeah, actions can just be the absolutely. universal language which you forget. But like going out there and just like in 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 me and just remembering, okay, like you know, it's, you you have to say yes to the first, the second, and third cup of tea, and just kind of like putting all these things in practice. It just kind of opened my mind up to how you know people live differently. Um, then we do, you know, we very, we're very sheltered in, in, in the U.S. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I think until not that long ago, I think only 11% of Americans had passports. So we yeah, didn't exactly. travel abroad very much. And, you know, just like I was explaining to you earlier, I think having the, the luxury of having the world's largest single market economy, mm -hmm. American manufacturers and, 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 you know, I guess the companies didn't really look outside our own shores. We didn't have to, right? Yeah, but, I mean, absolutely. I think... Like having grown up abroad and seeing how alike we are, yeah, you know, and seeing, and we're also dissimilar in, in, in some ways. But again, I mean, universally, we're still all this, we're the same, and I think we're all made of the same star stuff. Exactly. And be able to make that connection with other people, and 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 so, and feeling like a part of the, like a a, a universal family, mm. like than than like one that's like you know nationalistic or something like that. I think really kind of like just kind of like sparked an interest in, in me early on in like just I wanted to go out and explore the world. I wanted to meet as many different people as I possibly could and have those experiences. And, um, and I just felt like it really it enriched me as a, as a human and, yeah. and gave me a point of view or perspective that I'm really grateful for today. And I think it comes, has come in really, um, it's been beneficial for our business and exactly. our, you know, having a global impact. Like you, yeah. like I first went, I wanted to, the first thing I did when I started selling the U.S. was like, how can I sell outside the U.S.? And, exactly. you know, yeah. and then, you know, we, we started planning for international expansion and, you know, and, and, and finally enough, it's everywhere that you already are. That's where we're looking at. And so like you, you're, you get a bit of the head of the game for on, on us for on, on that yeah, uh, point. But yeah, global it, is, I think globally. And, and I think, you know, I think similar to you, like I have, uh, in my from a very young age being very fortunate that I um I can basically be able to travel around the world from a very young age for my parents they you know we were traveling every summer every mm -hmm. winter so I've been um to I actually I think I was like I don't know if I'm saying 67 countries or something like that. been to a lot of countries uh, and I also see I love traveling mm -hmm. I, I used to be a travel influencer uh, so I used to get paid to go nice that was always great um but now building a brand, exactly as you said, it's when you have that experience, A, you're closer to it because you, you visited. B, you also feel more confident in, in tackling those countries because you also know sort of like the rough language, right? Exactly as you said, when you go to like Middle East, right? You know, even with your merchants, like the gifting, you know, you're having, coming to your home, basically. Mm -hmm. It's like you, when you travel there and you visit these countries, you know how different it is by market and how to communicate. And even sometimes I speak to like um, my French merchants and I'm like telling my team, don't take it seriously. It's a French <laughs> tone of voice. I lived in Paris for three years. They're actually very friendly. Mm. <laughs> this is just normal. So they're very direct. So, you know, it's good to like basically have those experiences that you don't correlate to what might be of use in the future when you have those experiences, but they can ease for example, rapid global expansion. So um, I do want to, speaking with the brand, I want to know about the years and leading to creating Vegamore, because I know it was in 2016 founded. Mm -hmm. But um, 
what was the sort of why at that time for you to decide to create um, now one of the most one of my favorite and the leading hair care brands today? Well, thank you. No, I'm, I'm for me, I'm kind of like one of those. I, I, jack of all trades, master of none. And, and again, ADHD, a lot of interests. And if I'm really interested in something, I can go down and dive deep and, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of just like lose track of time. Yeah. And, and, um, and I find that, you, you know, but, you know, just you know, on the opposite hand, if it's not very interesting to me, I was like, no matter how hard I tried, I just, I just don't do well at it. I can't learn it, you know. Um, it's so they say ADHD is kind of like a, a blessing and a curse, you know, in, in many yeah, ways. I think I have it, but sure. but I definitely have the same mentality. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I was you know I was doing like software development. Yeah. And you know, out of school, and and I that was sort of like a you know growing up fairly successful business in in the in the IT space and you know and especially around payment gateways and yeah. so a lot of our customers towards. I guess, you know, 2008, 2009, you know, as e-com became more prevalent across the, around the world globally, um, we, we were doing, you know, I had, had payment gateways, we were doing, we had like software and, and algorithms for like, you know, credit card fraud scrubbing and all that kind of stuff. And that was kind of like where we were, were in. But being on that side of it, on the payment gateway side and like setting up the field, you really, you, we would see like what was being processed, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, what kind of businesses were, were really taking off and, and, you know, and, you know, there were so many, I mean, everything from supplement. I mean, there was wild west days, like yeah. you could, there was no regulation. Right. And I was, I was, I said, these guys make all this money. And like their companies that were selling products with before and afters that were obviously like airbrushed and, and doctored, but there was yeah. again, no regulation. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, but what if you had a product that really worked? What if you, mm-hmm. instead of trapping people into a subscription, they couldn't ever unsubscribe from, what if you had a product that actually like that, 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 that you created a, a great experience for them? Um, you basically did, I, I mean, at that time, you know, in 2018, you know, the high standard of service in a store was like, you know, Nordstrom, yeah. like there's this urban myth. Like if you, you could go buy, you could take a tire back to Nordstrom and they would accept it, return it because, you know, even they don't sell tires, but that's the exactly. customer first. Yeah. And so like, if you had that kind of experience online, what would that be like instead of like these things that were misleading and trapping people into these, you know, really kind of, um, not so nice, um, uh, like, you know, subscription programs or, or continuity programs. Yeah. And so that kind of always stuck in there as I was building out these supply chains for my friends, as I, you know, I, I was working on that business. This was kind of like my, kind of my hobby. Like mm-hmm. it was, I love going out. I mean, if you're like me, you're a data guy too. You're an engineer, right? Yeah. And we sit in dark rooms with the front of a laptop Actually, and we don't we stand up for time. Yeah. And we don't, but I love it. But like, right. I was like, oh, it's great to be out. So when these, when my friends asked me to help them like set up the supply chain for the, this spot, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, and like, it gets me out. I get to go out into the bush or into the jungle mm-hmm. or to the mountains of Chiang Mai or wherever where it was that I was sourcing from and get to, you know, work with communities that, you know, whose lives I think were able to impact in a positive way. Cause I seen that through like my wife's family's work with AID and mm-hmm. UNESCO and, 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 you know, World Wildlife Fund. And, um, and I thought like, well, what if you, I mean, that's for NGO side, but if there's a way to, there's, I think business can help like support these communities as well. And, and, uh, you know, there's something that, that was appealing. It was green, it was sustainable. And, um, and it was in it, and it, it advocated, it made like, for example, in Africa, instead of cutting trees down to make room for like planting sugarcane, yeah. like we're able, you know, one hectare of sugarcane, that's like one robotic like harvester and maybe a couple people to run it. Like that's not, whereas like we have like a hectare, we've got like, you know, hundreds of marula trees on them and it provides work for, you know, um, that people can do at home. Like it's safe. There's no like fertilizers. There's, it's all organic there. It's all hand harvested, wild harvested, um, hand processed, um, you know, low carbon footprint. And it's, you know, provide work for hundreds of people instead of like one person, a robot. So, and you know, the trees produce much more carbon dioxide than, than, than the sugarcane. So it's, it's, it seemed like a win-win to me. And so, um, for me, I, I, I kind of like started putting all these things together, like this payment gateway, seeing how people were like, you could go directly without having to go through a retailer, like a Sephora. Mm -hmm. I always knew that it was a very expensive, because I'd see people that would go from like 
like early D to C to try to go expand into like a Sephora or something like that. And like, Oh, like it costs a lot of money to yeah. have field teams and do co-ops and to do all the marketing yeah, and stuff I mean, like that. You know, you guys have big of a journey. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, Oh, well, if I was going to, I would just like to, if I had some kind of like actives that, that could produce like either a skincare product or hair or anything, like it would be really interesting to like, I would set it up. I would do the kind of the opposite of what I would, use that as a model, but do it like in a good way. And exactly. I, I thought, Oh, I bet, I bet that would be interesting. And I bet you wouldn't have to re- rely on a third party, like a, a retailer, like a Sephora or something like that. And, and kind of exactly going the web three world, right? We're all yearning as consumers to like own that data, own the narrative. And we live in this, in an industry where we have all these, like if you go in the platform's perspective, we have to pay the game with the algorithms and Instagram and whatever this same with retail, right? If you have to, Pay to play. Sephora is an amazing brand, but yeah. very different kind of retailer. But like usually, most retailers is pay to play, this and that, uh, and it, it's tough for a brand to survive. And if you survive for a bit, it doesn't mean you'll survive for long term. You can get kicked out. And by the end of that journey, what's yours, right? And what's that connection you had with your own right. customer? And I think that's what Vegan was honestly from day one. When you go in with that mindset you are creating a brand to last and, and really, really connect deeply with your audience. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd been in other brands that had worked with like third-party retailers and, yeah. and you get maybe a like from the store manager, like a report like every three months or something on one location and that's like, you know, yeah. it's not a lot of data on your, on you know, with customer feedback. So for very, from the day one, like, you know, at Begmore, we like accessed our customers. We, you know, often doing like surveys and, and, and asking them their opinions on like, you know, what, what products, you know, how are they performing? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your feedback? Like, do we need to like change packaging? Do we, you know, what's, what, you know, scent profiles do you, are, are, are interesting to you? So we really would engage the customer and, and, and be able to pivot very quickly on it because we were so small yeah. and, and we had the benefit of having like really amazing like you know you know cmos or you know third-party manufacturers that would i found people here helpful in america it's like you don't have to be huge to start like if they you know people will take a chance on you if you've got if you got a good heart and they see that you got a pretty good idea and then like yeah they won't give you like oh the moq is two hundred thousand units you know and you just be honest and and you just show the reality of what it is but you have a concept that people can believe in with you it's very important. I think that's where a strong brand story is, is critical, like having sure that, you know, you, you, what your mission is. And I think I loved hearing the fact that, you know, why I asked that question, why did you create it? It, it made total sense because it is that where this industry has been quite archaic for many years and had no transparency. You could before and afters, you literally would be not even using the product of the, yeah. you know that's the reality of it um and somehow it was allowed for a long long time and sometimes it still is today in some ways people don't really ask the questions or have accountability but i do think more and more brands coming into play that are getting the revenue growing the business and but doing it in a very holistic way is going to change the field yeah i think there you know there are some before when we first started like clean beauty was like a new thing right yeah. now it's table stakes right and there's companies it's... like they're like credo or detox mm-hmm. market or flame those little guys who made all the big guys change their the way yeah. yeah and 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 i think that's great I, I think no matter how small you are in comparison to you know a competitor or, or the industry anyone you know i think that we have the power to create change, change. Yeah. Um, by, by setting examples, by setting a new standard and mm-hmm. sticking to those, those values um, and advocating for them. And I think, you know, we've seen like a sea change, you know, it's before, yeah. like I said, before it was kind of a, like, you know, a neat thing to have. And now it's more or less it's table nice. stakes. Well, you know, I remember going to Sephora's back in the day. I don't know if it was, maybe it was more Sephora Europe and stuff, but like it was a, there was a clean section, right? It yeah. was like a, that was like a, marketing thing in a way right yeah. and now that you go into for example us you don't see clean section it's all intertwined all naturally mm. and and even now i'm sure you have the same when, when you go to talks or this and that i used to like even three years ago used to lead with our products are clean they're vegan they're silicon free sulfate free and now i'm like that's, that's kind of same. i mean it's kind of like today the consumers are sort of um i'm not all hair care brands are that but generally speaking it's sort of like not a usb which is a great thing because it's sort of like now it's a new stand like, it's a new it's like standard. baseline and, right? and, and 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 because we've proven that you can get efficacy without those things that i think in the past we were not um a used to and b people are willing to invest and pay a premium compared to the drugstore products for those kind of you know 
long-lasting sustainable formulas as well. But um, one thing I want to ask you before we go a bit deeper into the kind of product portfolio is uh, about the name Vegamorphs. Oh, How God. did you get the name? This is so bad. This is like when you're... So I played in bands a lot as a kid, and oh, it was yeah. always like you got a gig coming up in two weeks, and like you got to put out the flyers, and you haven't figured out what your name is, and you just come up, okay, we'll just call it this, and we'll change it. Then you can't change it because you get stuck with it. Yeah. So, I mean, this was, you know, you asked how I started Vegamore. Vegamore was really, you know, I got into, um, like, just really fell in love with the whole, you know, I had a software company, Payment Gateway, but like, my passion was really getting more and more towards this, like, you know, creating sustainable supply chains and, yeah. and, and seeing the impact that it had on these communities, um, you know, whether it's in Vermont or in, 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 in uh, uh, I don't know, India or, 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 or Africa or wherever, Indonesia. But like, um, I don't know, it just felt like, I don't know, it felt like, Felt like it's my mission to do this. I don't know. It sounds very like like crazy, but like like wow. I bet we. I think we can change lives in 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 a, in a positive way. And so um, you know, I I created this company. It's called Southern Botanica, which is like we call it our sister company. But it's you know, it's it's a different company. I set up like the world's largest marula oil um, um, manufacturing facility. Um, you know, all fair trade. We had like work with five thousand women in fair trade partnership. There and then, you know, we also expanded into like moringa, um, you know, Kalahari melon seed oil, baobab, all these beautiful botanical oils that are, you know, great for skin and great for hair. Mm. Um, we're trying to get, you know, we would we'd set up, um, you know, we were in these shows in cosmetics, which are like yeah. the trade shows for the for the you know actives in, in in cosmetic industry, and we would get people to to you know to buy our products, buy our actives, buy our, buy our oils, but. Like, and you would, and you'd be, oh, great, you get these huge orders. And you go and, like, can you do the math? You see, like, what the, where it is in the inky, you see, like, your ingredients. Like, it's, not, it's like, oh, wow, they're using it, like, 0.003%. But there's this huge photograph of the plant and on there. Yeah, and it's that. all around the thing. And it's like, well, wait a minute, guys. And I was yeah. like, what if you actually use these? You're kind of, you're kind of greenwashing. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, and, and again, this, the whole cosmetic industry, a lot of it at the time was really kind of around marketing claims that, you know, that maybe, Made it made it exciting and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sexy. It's storytelling, basically, right? Um, and so I was like, well, look, if you guys use these at the at the right percentages, yeah. and if you went like an extra step and made them bioavailable, yeah. then you actually you can have results. You can show, and and people are like ah, but you you know we're already making money doing this way. Yeah. It's about the contribution margin, and if you do it your way, it's going to be too expensive, yeah. and you're not going to be able to scale and. So I thought, you know, I, I wanted to prove the, them wrong. And so I thought, look, I will just show them. I will come with this company and, and we'll just throw out there to mm-hmm. prove that you can do this. People, if they have something that's clean, they're getting the same, if not better results from the synthetic chemically produced ones. Then, and it was safer for their bodies. Of yeah. course, why wouldn't they? And, and, and they maybe be willing to pay a little more for it, right? Um, and so we, we, we launched that and, and it was a, you know, I had, hair was always kind of like where I thought the space was, but lash, hair takes like 90 days to sort of see, yeah, cause you already have hair, right? Yeah. But if you've got lashes, you can see results in like three to four weeks. Right. And if you've got like, if you've like been tweezing your brows and you have like this bare forehead and then suddenly after five days, you, you see these the, whiskers coming out, which are sure. very easy to see. Yeah. Um, on, on a on a on a on a on a, on a bald face, you 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 like oh like this. We were trying to buy benefit of the doubt. Like you mm-hmm. know, if we could do this for your lashes and brows, like maybe we could also do something for your hair. But the 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 testing point was kind of proof of concept was like, could we do this with a lash and brow serum? And knowing that we probably wouldn't get people to wait for ninety days, but yeah. if they saw something in five to like you know twenty days, like we, yeah. yeah. And so. Um, it, that was the premise, and then I was going to show the results and say, like, guys, you know, hey, beauty industry, it can be done. But it kind of took off. And again, it was a very naive, like, ad. I thought I could change the beauty world. Yeah. But I mean, I think I still, you know, the, the brand, I mean, it did take off. I proved the point, but it kind of got, we kind of hit that sweet spot where you mm-hmm. could do, like, paid social marketing, and we just kind of found that right um, lever. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if we could do it the same way today because yeah. CPMs are more expensive. Everyone's awesome. doing it. Yeah, but like right. back yeah. in those days, I think from my just having that, my head in that world from the processing side on yeah. the, the data payments. Side as well, right? yeah. 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 And so I, it, it was easier to put it together to two and two together. And so like, that was the, that was the premise. That's how it started. And, you know, and it got a little out of, 
control and, and, and to, to where it is today. But I still think there's a great opportunity for us to, you know, I still advocate for that. We still have Southern Botanica. We still sell to like large, like, you know, um, uh, cosmetic and beauty um, companies, um, you know, and, and people are starting to use it at more at the higher percentages. Um, and, you know, again, it, little by little, like people like me and you, people like, you know, Flane or, or Detox Market or, or, or Credo, we can we can make a you know if we stick together and we keep like you know chipping away at the stone I think you know those walls do come down and and I think it's better for the planet I think it's better for like consumers yeah um and and uh, and I think it makes the world a, a slightly better place in in in, in the end hundred percent no so now I want to go to your products which. Me and my sister are huge fans of. Um, I can guarantee you go to our bathrooms, there is Vegamore in there. <laughs> and I say that as a hair care founder, so you know it's good shit. Um, so can you tell us about um, kind of the rough product portfolio, maybe like the heroes at the beginning and the kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like I said, we started off with the lash and brow term because that was, yeah. you could see results. And, and so, you know, we had something, we had like a collection of actors from being in that active space. I would be in these trade shows and like yeah. presenting, there's one in, there's one in like Europe somewhere that usually yeah, changes France or, or England or, 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 or except to be in Spain a couple of times. There's the Korean one, there's the one in Bangkok and there's yeah. one in Brazil. And I think there's one in New York. And so it's the same five shows, the same people you have to, you know, you're in your booth and you got all, after like one year, you've got to, you know, everybody and everyone's got great new actives and great new um, clinicals. But like it, these things are so hard to get into the mainstream and it takes people that have to do a focus group and then like they do clinical study and they do like, you know, what color is the packaging going to be, we're going to call it. It could take like 10 years before they yeah. come out with something, but we had access to all this great data, all these materials. Most of it was like conducive for what we understood. And again, being a software engineer, I like to kind of reverse engineer things like, oh, what's the problem? Like, and what do we, how do we want to solve for it? And what's the underlying root cause of the problem? So like, and what do we want it to look like at the end? And so like kind of doing it that way, we put together, you know, what are the underlying root causes of, of certain hair concerns, especially around hair loss? And so, you know, is it, it's inflammation, what causes, and that causes early like shedding. Well, what causes the inflammation? Is it, you know, insulin resistance caused by, you know, cortisol or stress or lack of sleep? Is it like, you know, as our bodies change, as we go, as we age, you know, the, 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 the ratio of um, androgens to estrogens changes and that creates, can create DHT, which you can be allergic to, which can also cause your hair to shed. So what are things we can do to inhibit that? How can we um, basically reverse engineering it? I mean, the question I think I originally posed is like, why do you all have great hair when we're kids and beautiful lashes and brows? What happens to us? Yeah. And is there any way that, so your body used to already know how to do this. Is there a way we could help through nature and plant botanicals? Yeah to help your body remember how to do what it used to already do Which well. It's really there, right? In this, in this mm -hmm. data, right? In, yeah, yeah. In the head, but it's just, how do you Yeah, you just gotta slap it, wake it up, yeah, and like, yeah. remember, hey, <laughs> do this again. Yeah, <laughs> remind it. So yes, like, exactly. Hey, you did this once, you do it again. Right, and how do you do that without causing harm, right? And, and so like, you know, we are not gonna try to change the hormone levels yeah. that naturally occur as you go from perimenopause to post, or, or whatever that may be in your journey. But like, what can we do? Can we neutralize the 5-alpha reductase enzyme, which converts testosterone to DHT? Yeah, you can do that. Does it have a negative impact on the body? Absolutely not. Mm. So it's things like that. So like, we're kind of like figuring out what the underlying root causes are, rather than taking a symptomatic, like addressing only the symptoms, which is what everyone else kind of does. Yeah, so That's what our entire health system does in the US, which is like why it's so expensive. We wait until there's a fire to put out, yeah. and then we put out that fire, and then we get you out as soon as we possibly can from the from the care provider because yeah. they don't want to have the responsibility of like, the, you I, know. I think it's a, it's a lot to do with the fact that a lot of these companies don't have visionaries behind it. And I think it takes someone to pose a question and go deeper because it's not easier. It's much harder to do that. But that's what you've done. The way you've said it is you thought about something that's clearly a concern, still is a concern for many, but you've gone a step further to ask that question where it's like, Okay, this is like, hear me out. This is something I have this idea. Let's go deeper. Let's figure this out. And that's what a visionary is. And I think that's exactly what you've done with Vegamore. And, and I'll be honest, it's it's why the products work so well because they are differentiated. I don't know if it's a visionary or you know, or maybe it's just that I didn't know any better. I didn't know that you weren't I, I, supposed I, I, to formulate that no, way. <laughs> visionaries are those like visionary people are ones that kind of a blindsided like you know tunnel vision to I have a I need to solve this. Mm. I want to find this and. Normally, alongside every other every visionary, there's going to be 
10 people saying, no, you're crazy, don't do it. There's going to be 10 saying, we can do it, but, you know, I'm sure, let's see. And I think it's about still just not losing sight to that goal. So you were saying, so you made, you made a last year first, and mm-hmm. then that naturally evolved into the, the first, is it the head? Well, again, it was, it was to last year, but I'll you can see the results pretty quickly. Yeah. And, then, and we didn't have, I just didn't want to go up against big pharma or mm. didn't have the advertising budget or to, you know, any kind of, like, background to like give to, to think that people would trust us for 90 days yeah. and so like after the lash and brow thing we were like okay like we have plenty before and after it's like mm-hmm. would you then give us the benefit of that have we earned the benefit of the doubt yet that we could maybe have an impact on your head hair as yeah. well as we've done on, on the lashes and brows and so like that was that was and and so the the next product we launched was the hair serum which was kind of the like that's our hero product today yeah. Um, and, and then we figured out how to incorporate those actives into other products that you, that you use every day or, or, you know, at least weekly on your, on your hair for your hair routine. And so, um, I, I think for, for, for us, like being a, a digitally native brand, trying to tell that story, being able to convince people by, by having testimonials, by, I mean, it's always our customers who have been our best, you know, advert or marketers, if you will. Um, you know, it's that word of mouth. And, and I think that, you know, positive experience, we, we, we came up with a pr- premise that, you know, give us 90 days, we'll give you beautiful hair. If you don't like, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll send your money yeah. back. Right. And so like, I mean, cause I don't want to keep anyone's money if they're not happy, happy. with the product. So That's like, amazing. what, why would I, anyway, I was thinking long-term rather than short-term. Yeah. And, and, and it just, I think that that established a, a level of trust that, that we've been able to like maintain to this day with our, our customers, our cohorts. Um, you know, they know that we, you know, they know how we form it, they know what our values are. Um, they know that, you know, what we, how we care about, you know, social impact and having an impact on the environment um, and, and actually making and treating, you know, hair concerns like holistically because, you know, rather than looking at it just a symptom and playing whack-a-mole each time something comes up, but let's yeah. dig down deep. What are all the things that could be going on? And is there a plant active that if made like bioavailable mm-hmm. and, and if you were able to target to the right place, would it be able to have an impact? And, and for me, I mean, it, it, I don't know, just having a, a bit of a, a, an understanding of how chemistry and, and biology were, it's yeah. like, you're like, oh yeah, this absolutely. And, and seeing how you can, you know, we were talking earlier about like, you know, how we can computer model these things through AI. Sometimes when we have to do like, you know, physical tests, we can mm-hmm. run a simulation and go, oh yeah, of all these options, this seems to be the most promising one. Then go do a clinical study on yeah. it, right? You, you narrow down the things that, that aren't as effective. You can do really targeted um, testing, simulated testing, and then you go and do it in real life because that's yeah. where the rubber hits the road. Luckily for us, like a lot of these things are like on paper, they made, it made perfect sense. But yeah. like people are like, oh, when you do this and, and knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 held true for us, um, and and I think that that's kind of been the heart of you know I think it's about ingredient t- integrity from that experience of like you know from farming understanding how different soil like you know pH and nitrogen levels work and how they can impact like the the end, end product um, understanding the value of like you know having the right strains um, being able to create like the right stem cells from those and creating highly concentrated protein and then putting them together in the right ratio. Yeah. This is that. I mean, it's science that I didn't know that. Honestly, I didn't know that everyone didn't just do it that way. Yeah, yeah. So, well, like, I, I knew that, but yeah, and it's because it's it, it's honestly, I, I go back to my visionary thing. It does take, a, and I think it's something that um, you should remind yourself that you are because you are. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, honestly. I, uh, but but it's obviously way to tell yourself that. You should, you should be told that. I would be worried if you're like, I am a visionary. I am a visionary. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, you, are, you truly are. And, and I would love to know a little bit about sort of like the, from 2016 to now, um, you've had amazing um, experiences and, and um, moments of the brand, uh, like obviously the Sephora launch, but I know many, many more with Nicole Kidman recently mm-hmm. as well. Tell us some of the highlights for you on that journey. Maybe go like in order of time as well. It's a storyteller. Oh, you know, I, I think, I think you, you reach different milestones. I mean, we were we were really a truly a digitally native brand. We didn't sell anything anywhere outside of the you know our, our own website, and we you know we weren't available on Amazon for the longest time. We really kept it like we wanted just to you know to to we wanted to actually own the customer relationship, yeah. right? Because once you go to these other third parties, you lose that connection, mm-hmm. and so now I'm losing my 
the people, my, my PD people, like that feedback loop that we had, the customers, I don't have that if I'm, if I'm not selling directly to them. Yeah. Um, and I think for, for us, I mean, you, you reach different milestones, like that first time you do like, you know, the first million, like, yeah. you, do, you know, revenue you break. And then it's like, oh, the first, the first quarter you yeah. do a million and then the first month you do, or, you know, but it's also about like, you know, the number of subscribers you get. Yeah. And so, um, and it's, a, it's, it's your retention rates and, and, you know, it's the, we have fireside chats. And I think one of the things that's really, um, most rewarding for me, and I and I do this very intentionally, is I, I have the CX people go and like present last, and they talk about like you know customer interaction, experience, feedback from the customers, and they always like read back like you know I mean if you if you're a cancer survivor and you're in, in 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 chemo or you know you're going through a hard time and you've lost like your hair and and, and you're being told to use like other products that have like known carcinogens in them or mm -hmm. like can synthetic hormone analogs that might not be so great to a, you know, a compromised immune system. I just, you know, hear stories about people feeling how their lives have changed and how, you know, it's a very personal, emotional topic too. Right, and just being able to hear people say like, Oh, like I feel I can go, I feel, I mean, you don't know what it's like to go out to the supermarket without eyebrows until you don't, you, we take all these things for granted. Take it so and so true. Yeah. And when, and just the, the stories, the heartfelt stories we hear from people, how it, you know, how it changed their lives for the better, how it made them feel confident enough to go out and be seen. I think everyone's perfect the way they are, but I mean, you know, like we people. We are what's critical. Yeah. Anyway, and I think it's, and knowing that people are writing those things to you guys to see it, that's the fuel, right? That is the fuel. And I think, I mean, everyone, I mean, I, like, we all like kind of walk away from these things all teary eyed and mm. feeling like, oh, and with that and the work that we're, you know, that the impact that we're having in the communities in Africa or Vermont or, you know, uh, you know, Madagascar, it's, it's, um, and we see pictures and videos and, uh, you know, from our partners all around on the world, you know, our, 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 you know, ingredient partners. And it's just, I mean, I think, you know, we were talking earlier about employee retention. And yeah. I think for me, I think we have an amazing employee retention rate. And I think it's because everyone's just so passionate about what they're doing, about the mission, about like, you know, the, the impact that it has on people. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, our, I, you know, our values, I guess, I mean, we kind of, those, you do these exercises and you have your pillars of like that, but we kind of really brought the company together and to, to, to talk about those and really have like a, like a, I think it was like a five day workshop to like really, and we came up with this amazing, like, like process that, that mm -hmm. where everyone felt like they participated. It really felt at the end, like it really like said who we were, identified like what our core values and beliefs are. And we were able to apply that and use that in every part of the business. And I think it comes through in everything that we do, the way we interact with our customers, the way that we formulate and, and create products, mm. the way that we source ingredients. Um, and, and, and I don't know, it's, there's, it's beyond just to having a product and a brand and, and, and trying to sell as many units as you possibly can. Yeah, like there's something so much more. feels greater. But I think those moments have been like really huge milestones for us. Getting, you know, the first brick and mortar that we, you know, we ever went into was Sephora. Mm -hmm. That was April of this year. And, yeah. and just being able to see your, you know, Brandon, yeah. So. Like I actually, post -pandemic, we're right? on the shelf below you guys. But I mean, yeah. but seeing that, remember that first time you saw that and you're like, you know, or you see yourself it's, in a window or an animation, you're like, Oh it's wow, like great. it's for real now. Cause and everything else. You see it around the brands that you've been following for years or been inspired by, uh, but I think the best part is like when you kind of blindly like as that kind of like that creepy founder just like stand aside when you see people interacting with it and just seeing people genuinely like um, pick up the products and sometimes I go to them and say oh like do you know like and sometimes they're like but your pictures yeah. on the on the on the glorifier so I'd be like yeah that's me uh, but sometimes I wouldn't but the amount of times I go to stores and they're like. Are you, where's your sister? And I'm like, okay, I'm not conjoined twins. Like, we, I have my own life as well. You have your own identity. I can yes. also be on my own. Um, but yeah, no, it is, um, it's so fulfilling just to see that. And for us, it took like um, about two years, uh, a year and a half to see it in store because of the pandemic. Yeah, and, and I can't even, even imagine. And so even after, because uh, even when things were open, US didn't allow any travel out from anywhere in the world. Yeah, so I was like, um, it was so heartbreaking to have like towers and stuff. And I was like, I'm never going to see That's, it. I can't never, believe that. Yeah, That's, I, I, never, and, I, and, and, and like, you don't even, I don't even know what, you, you see the dimensions and stuff. So you're doing the artwork for it. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't even know, like, you know, normally you want to go and store straight away. 
see the one. It's the thing you've been waiting for all this yeah, time. Market research, yeah. take photos of other five by sevens, other things, and see what we couldn't. But um, the minute, but I think it was kind of like that thing when you, the more you wait, the more. It, I mean, it just got even better when I yeah. saw it. You know, yeah. So, but yeah, it must have been such an event. Uh, launching in, in store would have been incredible. Yeah, I think another milestone was, you know, I think as a bootstrap company, mm. um, you know, there were many times when they didn't know how I was going to like make payroll or like or, or pay my Facebook bill, yeah. right? <laughs> Which means like as a digitally native company, like that once that's, that's shut so off, you kind of so got very clever at like you know like mm. creative uh, payment terms and and, and you know. To their credit, they were pretty good to us and yeah. like made a lot of exceptions, um, you know, and, and, and turned out to be really great partners. But, you know, when, when we, you know, I think we were approached by an investment bank and they're like, have you guys ever thought about raising money? At the time they were asking me, it was like when we kind of didn't really need it because we yeah, were, we found profitability and we were able to like, you know, maintain that growth. And, um, but it was great to, you know, like have that discussion and go like, well, here's some of the reasons why you might be interested in speaking to a PE firm, you know, most of the, you know, beauty like exits, you know, in, in this space have been, you know, 80% I think are with, through, with PE backed firms, exactly. even if it's a minority stakeholder as, yeah. as ours is, I mean, what they do is they've been through this before yeah. as a, as a, you know, as an entrepreneur, as, as, um, as someone who's kind of new to this space, yeah. even, I have no idea. I've never done it before. Accountability, even potentially a board, they help with hires. Getting deal ready, so you know, like, and I think, I think when you, and I think it's, it's great to kind of go into it when you know, there's that value add that you can't bring yourself yeah. as a founder, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's great because like, you know, especially in a pandemic, it, you know, there was no networking going on, yeah, right? Yeah. And so like, and there were some like Zooms, but like, yeah. you know, and there were some great groups that actually were, were you know, really helpful, but like, you know, being able to go to a function like a CW event or something mm -hmm. like that, or, you know, meet and meet people and, and share experiences. Because I found in this industry, most people are very helpful. Like, yeah. you know, most people have been open books and, and been very encouraging and, and, and being willing to share their experience. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, and I, and for me, I think that, that it, it was during COVID, it, we didn't have that. And so like, we didn't know, are we doing well? How are we compared mm -hmm. to other brands? Like, you know, what, we knew what we were doing internally, but like, you know, are other people having trouble with iOS 6, iOS, you know, 6? I mean, I mean, you know, is there, are there other, um, iOS 10, is there other issues that, that other people are seeing that, that, you know, or is it just us? Yeah. And I think by, by having like a partner like what we you have with GA, call, you can pick them up and it's like, yeah, like, you know, what are you guys seeing across your portfolio? Mm -hmm. And it's been kind of great. It, it, knowing that when you have that potential soundboard, experience soundboard, you can also pose to yourself, what questions should I ask? And that's actually really important because sometimes we don't know until we think about what we could ask. And I think if I knew, if I, for example, had a P from today, I would probably spend some time being like, I have a meeting in like in a day or two. Let me think about all the questions I want to ask. Um, because we're so go, 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 right? Sometimes we, we don't have time to step back, pause and be like, am I doing the right thing? Or should I make a decision? And I think that voice of reason that's invested in you is important. Of course you have your team, but, but they can also pick up the phone and have a great network and they go like, I don't know, but Let like, why don't you else. talk to this person exactly. who's done that? And exactly. that's been a fantastic resource. That's yeah. And I, mean, yeah. and I think last, you know, most recently, um, you know, I, I think the partnership with Nicole has been, say, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that was, that was that's kind of huge. huge. I mean, yeah. Love her. She's amazing. She, and, and her hair, incredible. So it just made perfect sense. And she's a huge advocate for anything clean. Yeah. The perfect partner, really. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, she, she has her own hair journey, which, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to be exploring, you know, and, and, and talking about, she'll be talking about it. You know, it's just like coming here from Hollywood, mm -hmm. you know, from Australia to Hollywood. And like, you know, you get, you get a chance to be in these films and like, and, and you're just like, Oh, we're going to do this to your hair and that's your, and you're like, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. And, and being very young when she started and, and, um, not knowing that she could say, Hey, like, uh, what do you, what chemicals are you putting yeah, yeah, yeah. on there? What's going on? Um, but you know, I think she, you know, her hair was like really like part of her identity as, mm -hmm. as a kid, you know? And, and so I think, you know, it's really been important to her. And, and I think as, you know, as, as she, you know, he has more experience in the industry and, 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 and built this amazing stellar international career. She felt finally she could push back and say, you guys are putting this stuff on me. But I mean, again, that's something that she is something that she'll be sharing. But I mean, for, for me, like just, you know, her, her, her father, I think is a, um, 
is a clinical psychologist and a bio, molecular biologist. Her mom's like a, a nurse teacher, you know, and so like she she has a science background in mm-hmm. her family, and so she's very well versed on all these the topics and how why clean is important, especially mm-hmm. if you think about like what we're putting on our hair. You know, the skin in our scalp is yeah. four times more absorbent than anywhere else in our body. Yeah. So we go to all this trouble of like I don't know, like eating Moist, organic yeah, foods yeah, and and using, yeah, and, and using like you know clean skincare and even kind of cosmetics. But our hair, we just waved in a scalp facial. When you, like when we thought about our own scalp as a, I mean, you're seeing also these like, things where people like you know looking at it, seeing the dandruff as well. But but then it's like okay, not just once. It, it's a it's a journey. You've got to yeah. keep it up like you do with your face. It's it's like exactly. And I think if you're you know. It, if you are being mindful about other things you're putting into and onto your body, but then you, it all kind of goes out the window when you put it on the most absorbent part mm-hmm. of your body, then all that stuff that you're doing, yes. other precautions, kind of goes out the window, yeah. right? It's like, it's like going to Soul Cycle for 20 <laughs> hours a day, and the other four hours a day you're just eating, just eating like yeah, McDonald's and <laughs> exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's yeah, it, it, and it's something that I think um, people just need that constant education and sometimes a reminder yeah. because we're such. Habits of sometimes of people of like bad habits and we get into those and like how many times do we go to the gym we go and then we sometimes have months and we just don't go yeah and I think it's, it's about a practice. practice but I think if you have products that can help you build a routine it's mm. also so empowering right because yeah. that's something that if you have like for example in the shower a product that you are reminded of your ritual you shower every day I hope everyone showers every day generally speaking you, I wouldn't say you need to wash it every day but generally speaking you know you have those things around you yeah you're covered you know and I think that's one of the things that you know Nicole wants, is very passionate about like creating that spreading education like you know mm. I think she once said to me like you know if I could go back in time and tell my younger self of all the things like you know for my for my hair with yeah. especially with my hair so he's like there's I mean uh, you know and so that I think this is her she feels like a you know responsibility to, it's not about advocating for a product but it's i think about like care wellness as a category why it's important why clean is important why sustainability is important why social impact and corporate responsibility is important like those are things that she's super passionate about and so like you know um you know we were we're trying to set up a tour for her to go to you know africa and and meet some of the people that wonderful people that we get to work with and some Mm -hmm. of the you know um the the foundations and, and, and things that we set up um in in and in, in projects but you know she's passionate about like you know empowering women and that's the the 80 90 of our our suppliers are all small women-owned smes right yeah. um and just you know advocating for the importance of sustainability while harvesting about like inte- ingredient integrity because like a lot of things will like i said i'll have it on the label there'll be a nice big picture of it it might be on the inky yeah. but like what's the source of it where did it come from how mm. how heavily was it processed because a lot of the stuff that we use like we had to develop to me three years develop this filtration process for cleaning like you know botanical oils without using heat, without using solvents or detergents or pressure, right? Yeah. Because that changed the molecular structure. By the time most of these people process these ingredients, they boil them at 250 degrees centigrade. They'll run solvents and detergents through them. You'll get something that looks like water mm. rather than this golden oil. They'll add a little tocopherol to it and yeah. vitamin E and go, like, oh, there, that's this thing. But it has none of the properties in it that made it like compelling as a, as a cosmetic ingredient, as a, as a bioactive, yeah. um, because it's all been what cleansed i mean and and there's certain hygienic protocol i understand yeah. why but there's a way to do it it takes a lot longer yeah it's a lot more expensive but at the end of the day you have this ingredient that's like like that's just precious there's nothing that compares or, or performs like it mm-hmm. and so you know what is the strain it goes back to 2006 when i was helping my friends like you know set up the sustainable supply chain I saw the difference at not understanding where your ingredients come from yeah. and, and, and how they're processed and, and, and um, how they're stored even, how yeah. long they've been on the shelf, you know, before you actually put them into your, you know, because it says a three-year shelf life. And yeah. So, the, I mean, I just like, you know what? I don't trust any of these things. I, I only trust it if I do it and source it myself. So it's the best. So, so what's the future for Vegamore? Like some obviously international expansion would be one. Yeah, no, we're, we're super cool. We're we're expanding international. I mean, we, we've been I think months three we started doing you know D to C business internationally yeah. globally. Um, but now we're actually you know moving brick and mortar um, uh, into like the UAE. Yeah. Uh, again, so with our right. partnership with support, basically just following your path around the world. Because <laughs> no. you know, everywhere you are, we're like mistakes. Let me be a guinea pig so that you can succeed even more. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so that's really exciting. I think yeah. also, um, you know, coming up with like our new, so I have this idea, always this vision of this, this 
like care wellness ecosystem. Yes. And so, you know, we've gotten to, I think we're like about halfway through it. Yep. You know, we came up with the, the Grow Ageless stance, like graying in the Great LA, and then like we're coming up with uh, treatment products and then styling products, yep. you know, and all of kind of like that work within. That whole wellness category. Yeah. You know, the people's well-being is so multiversal. So if you can make a range that they can, I'm not saying they'll have every single one of the products, but generally speaking, if you could at least have something for everyone. Yes. Do not. I like, mean, ideally you would have a customer that just is full vegetable, but we know it doesn't Yeah, exist. we want to be as inclusive as possible. Having more options for everyone yeah. will catch many other people. Yeah, and I think there's a like there's a big hole in the styling space where you know, and and I think that for me it's like again if you use like our clean serums, our clean Mm -hmm. shampoos and conditioners, Scott. But then you go and put like a styling mousse on that's filled with like (laughs) both of us are the same. I mean, we I think we both created our brands knowing the first is the core, right? That the Mm -hmm. start of it exactly. And even for us, like next year we'll launch some styling range. But also naturally as a brand new Mm -hmm. involved when you've done the pre wash and the wash. You kind of have to do the post wash. Yeah, that's exactly. the ritual. That's the routine. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of brands have started, not all salon brands, whatever, like, um, not salon brands, more like um, stylist brands. They go starting with the styling products because that's what they know yeah. right, when they're going in celebrities, et cetera, a lot of the professional ones. But I think um, a lot of it is there is still a gap for some innovation styling and, and definitely some clean in styling as well. Yeah, which and seeing. I think they can outperform the stuff with the exactly. icky chemicals in it, yeah. which is super important. And I think they can, you know, they don't, you can formulate them and mm-hmm. so they don't cause any harm, but they also can formulate them so they, in addition to like, like doing the job of the styling hole that you want to do, but they're also like, you know, either like rebonding or, or, or fortifying your hair, mm-hmm. um, repairing like, you know, heat damage or, or whatnot, providing, you know, environmental protection, yeah. UV protection. I think you can get like, and I think that should be like multi- I mean, the last thing we need is more componentry. Component like, if we can there with like 15 products down to three, that would be awesome. And even like, yeah, exactly. So, componentry, like, you know, how many times do you go on a set? Or, not, I don't go on a set, but you see on a set, like the aerosols and this yeah, yeah. and that. And there's so much movement to be done of like, even just looking at dry shampoos, there's like a movement now, luckily, of like clean dry shampoos, mm-hmm. but they're still not governed. There's still, people still go to the Batiste and they still go to the aerosols because that's a nicer experience. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, how bad is that for the environment, right? So it's about understanding the whole holistic approach. And I think when you create a brand, so with its core values intact, it's a challenge for us at times, more expensive challenge at times, but it's an exciting journey to go into our styling and see how can we innovate this category yeah. without sacrificing any moral... Um, you know, moral compass. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Or performance. Oh, performance. performance. <laughs> but those uh, work. People are going to come I, back and use why, it. Again. That's why. I mean, that's why we took so long to get styling done because it is hard. Like, I mean, we've done, for example, with our styling range we're developing. Uh, obviously, we'll do like one product every couple of months. We can't launch a big thing at a time. But um, it they fail with a lot of stuff, and we have to keep on going. Yeah. And it's not. It's actually one of the hardest things. It's like every time I'm like. Why is it failing heat protection? Like, what's happening? It's like, well, I'm not using those typical chemicals that are normally the easiest mm-hmm. to pass heat protection. You're trying to use natural. And, mm-hmm. and I understand it's hard, but it's like... Um, but it's doable. But it's doable. And but if you're willing to put the time and effort into it, you can... You everything's to, a yeah, puzzle. Yeah. You just have to figure it out. You've got to tell the retailers too, like, be patient with me. <laughs> that's one thing. Because sometimes that's the hard part is, is you have these launch windows. Yeah. I think, um, now that you're, you know, no. you're, you're tied to a retailer, retailer. it's like, it's we used tough. to be footloose and fancy free. If you were like three months delayed of oh, launching something, like, I, I was like, I, no big deal. The thing is, you, you, you have a date in mind that's an ideal date and then somehow you have a week, a couple of weeks later a phone call comes and it's like, <laughs> if we launch you two months later, we'll give you this, this, this. And we're like, I'll see what I can do. And then you obviously want to make that happen but then you are going to have to sacrifice a few things meaning like you wouldn't get all the maybe um, photographs you wanted mm-hmm. to get, all the before and afters. Or the reviews. Or, reviews yeah. and, you, know, you do the influence seating a bit later, and this, this, it happens. So I'm not shame that bit right now. But at the same time, <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm learning. So I will go into fire round questions in a minute, but I have a desert island situation. Jesus, so, okay. So I'm invited to a founder beauty retreat, but I'm saying, Dan, you can only bring one Vegamore product with you. So what is your go-to product? Only one. Only one. I'm being very tough. I guess I would bring my shampoo. Shampoo, yeah. I would like to bring the conditioner too, because it, but like, if I use this one, bring, I would bring this. I have a shampoo and conditioner bundle. I was going to say, I was going to say, 
I, 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 need, I didn't know if you had that. I was about to say, you can bring a bundle, but you have that. So I just can't, that. you know, it's been hard for me to, like, I travel a lot. And like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and so I try to only bring, like, the little wheelie bag. Because, like, especially these days, like, the everyone loses your luggage. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They don't have the staff anymore. But, um, you know, it's really tough for it. I mean, some of these trips are like, I don't know, like four weeks. Yeah. Like, how do you get yeah. a little travel yeah. slice that'll last so long? And you just, yeah. it, I have crazy wild curly hair. Like, if, yeah. I'll show you a photograph of I'm me when it, I, yeah. it's yeah. like at a, and, um, and it's really curly and it's really like this, this big. And I, I mean, I, I, humidity is the worst. Humidity is the worst. Um, and, and it's one of those, it's a real problem. Um, okay. So fire round question. Mm. First thing that comes to mind. So What's another beauty brand? And let's go out of hair, like that you're currently loving right now. So maybe skin or makeup, color. Oh, wow. These are like, I, yeah. I didn't even think about I, this. That's, that's you know, it's, it's kind of funny. You get so stuck in your thing. thing. And, yeah. and especially during COVID, like it only, I only just started going out like in shopping stores again, yeah, like, yeah. like in the last two weeks, because I don't know, just didn't, just haven't gotten used to leaving my house actually. Yeah, yeah, I you. Um, I you. you know, people that are doing things well, I mean, I don't know. There's so many people that I admire that have done really wonderful things. I think like the sexual wellness category is a really interesting category. Yeah. Um, I think that, and I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be huge. I think that, um, you know, I love Ilya yeah, as a, Ilya's as a color cosmetic brand sasha is amazing um i um you know from a skincare but there's all these really interesting like you know studying like skin microbiomes and Mm. being able to do testing and get like personalized like you know skincare which is skincare should be super personal yeah yeah and i I think that you know uh, from there's a lot of companies that you know uh, uh, that are up and coming uh, you know on the recent beauty independent awards you know yeah i like those because you know it's the it's not the brands that haven't yet been acquired by the strategic so they still have their heart and soul and and you know their core values and and about cali ray recently yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there's, there's a, I mean, I recently, there's a, um, a lot of cheekbone beauty, which has done amazing brands as well, um, in, in, mainly in Canada. But like, yeah, it's just cool to see these brands get shone a light on, which they, I mean, they're already growing, fast growing brands. But um, yeah, I like those. I actually was looking at all the winners the other day. And it was Olaplex one too, which is great. But they're a big brand. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very good one. So cool. Next one. Uh, what is a guilty pleasure of yours? A guilty pleasure? Yeah. Oh man, you know, it's uh, um, once a month, mm. like on a weekend, yeah. like, or if we go on a bit of like a, like, what do you call the weekend getaway? Uh, like, a, like, a, like a getaway, yeah. Like, like a, a retreat or something. Like yeah, a, just like, you know, but escape, yeah. it's, um, you call them mini breaks. Mini where breaks. Where you come from. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in, You call them mini, mini staycations or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and it's to, like, well, to go and, like, just binge watch a series on yeah, Netflix or something like that. Like, I feel it, that's a super guilty pleasure. Well, it's so good. I don't watch TV during, like, any other time of the, like, the week or the month. But, yeah. like, like for every once in a while, it's like, okay, I got to go out and, like, binge yeah. on something. Well, that, that leads to my perfect next question because um, what are you currently watching during, I guess, those binge weeks? Weekends, or what are you currently reading right now? Oh my goodness! Um, so binge we, uh, stuff I've I've seen recently, yeah. things that were great. I mean, I, you know what? Severance was like Severance. so much fun. I'm like watching I, it now, it's incredible. An Apple it's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also kind of like very realistically scary. Like it's such yeah, a, you know, yeah. Like, this is good. You're wondering what's thing. going. Where is they taking me down? Literally, like, yeah. And people would sign that. They would want to try that. I understand. So yeah, it's kind of scary. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, again, it's, I do this like once a month, so I'm trying to figure yeah, out like, yeah. like, what are the things you spec, but, um, um, you know, right now I'm reading a, a book, um, on, on the history of Paris. Very cool. So uh-huh. I, um, I was told cause I'm, you know, we are, I have a theatrical production company yeah, exactly, and yeah. so we're, we're looking, we're house hunting in London and, um, going to be neighbors yeah. with you soon. Yes. Um, looking at Notting Hill, that Amazing. around that I, area. My favorite area actually. I don't know. I'm not living there, but Notting Hill is, most of my friends live there. It's, it's beautiful. But a friend of mine who was, he was from France, like, yeah. oh, you should look at Paris. I was like, oh, but you know, London's like, as you get older, yeah, I'm like, London, and then you can get Eurostars and exactly. That's what I'm whatever. saying. And I can get an internet connection. Yeah. I can get electricals. No, no, no. I get all that stuff without, and I lived in France. I had a house for like eight years there. Oh, and getting yeah. like and a telephone a line, it took me a year. Like it's just house tax, uh, yes, tax, 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 you know, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. 
So, no, no, London, and I'll be there too. So <laughs> and I, if you I, want to I, go to the continent, you take you London do, Eurostar. It's and like, London has, so I always say my, my, my thing is London has four, like well, five even airports. So you can go anywhere, yeah. really. It's like a hub. So um, I'm vetoing that. You're, you're coming to London. Okay. That's it. Excellent. I like um, it. <laughs> what is your favorite, uh, if you have like a social media platform of preference right now? Well, I mean, like TikTok's the most compelling one right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, say what you want about it, but like it's, 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 um, it's what's happening now yeah. and, you it's know, probably right will be for another, I don't know. I still think if you haven't figured out your TikTok strategy you yet, to. it's still not too late. Yeah. Like if you, you do have time and you can, it's always, it's always changing. And I think you can be in, you can like one of my brands, I'm investing in a, in a mushroom tea company hmm. and um, they just, I, they were asking me for TikTok advice and I was like <laughs> telling them a few and they just went on TikTok and now they're like, Grow. They've got millions of views, way more followers than me. And I'm like, can I go to them two months, literally three months later? I'm like, what's, can you give me some time? <laughs> so I literally was like, and I'm like, literally like, and, and then they're doing so many things right. And that I was sleeping on, whether it's some recent trends or mm-hmm. maybe not selling is a new selling and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And, and, um, I definitely yeah. think it's not selling. Yeah, it's it definitely is. Yeah. Like, I mean, what they do, which is really incredible, is they just do mushroom facts, right? Mm-hmm. So they say this is the ingredient to look out for, and then people like it gets millions of views, and say so then people say, "Where do I find it?" And they go on their yeah. dirtyworld.com. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. So dirty, yeah, what they've done is incredible. But um, uh, you exactly as you said, you're never too late to go on TikTok. Um, but just you've got to start. And if you're wondering about it, create the account today. <laughs> um, do you have like a favorite quote? Oh, you know, a, a couple, like one is, is, is if nothing changes, nothing changes. Love that. Um, and I think, yeah. um, I don't know, I don't know, in a, in a way I think it was, it's a, a tribute to, to Albert Einstein, I don't know if it's really true or not, but I think like, you know, I think coincidences are God's way of remaining anonymous. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I say as well, I love that the theater company, there's a lot of connections there, so it's very cool. And um, my last question is, if you weren't, currently a beauty entrepreneur what would dan be doing um a lot of things i think <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah I, not short of things to do uh, yeah i have i like, you know like you i have a couple other yeah. things on the side but yeah no i mean i'm really interested in non-alcoholic spirit space okay um, and so we have a, a brand that we're launching in, in a very short period of time um, and um, I'm also very interested in the pet wellness space like you i have a yeah. passion for animals, animals and so i don't think anyone's really done that Right, no, and I don't I, think, I, any, and I for sure nobody's on the non-alcoholic spirits. Space, so you need right? to. Well, we'll hang out in London. You meet my sister because she'll love you the most. Because a, she loves vegan more, the most. B, she's all into pet wellness, and and um, she's supposed to have three dogs, and all she she spends so much money on the dogs, but she still can't find a good, like really good pet wellness mm-hmm. um, like, uh, company. Yeah, things, and. Um, yeah, we also like Joe Raging Alcohol. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, I love that. Well, where can everyone find yourself, Vegamore, social links? What are some of them? Yeah. Uh, Vegamore.com, at Vegamore. Um, yeah. Like, I don't really have much of a social <laughs> myself, but yeah, definitely. Um, in, or you can find us at Sephora. Uh, well, I'll put all the links in the summary. So, guys, please do check Vegamore out. And. Um, Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me to your home Thank as well. Thank you for I coming all the way out here from London. Of course, I wouldn't miss it. And Get I'm around. Really excited to our beautiful friendship. Thank, Thank you. you so much.